Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Beans. So we have had a crazy morning between Frank and I. Um, I had a couple things come up, and I didn't think that I was going to be able to make the show. So I asked Frank if he could do the show solo, and then he had a hard time, and now it's a quarter to 11. I just got home from some of the uh, sort of emergency stuff I had to do. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to deprive our listeners of a Friday show. It's just not happening. So I'm throwing this all together. I'm flying by the seat of my pants and off we go. Tons of stuff going on. Obviously, the entire world is talking about what's going on in Russia right now. I always say this. I wish I was somewhat of an authority on foreign policy. And if I go back to like 2008 through 2012, I could be an authority on foreign policy, but I have focused much, much more domestically, even though, of course, things are very much entwined. You need to know what's going on in other countries. And I do for the most part, but I could never even try to give an astute analysis of what's going on right now with Russia. So what I'm going to do instead is from my somewhat naive in the grand scheme of things perspective, ask the questions that I have right now, because truly, I really don't know what's going on. I really don't. So we went from... Biden saying that Russia was about to invade us playing that clip of that State Department reporter asking questions to a complete mockery where Biden said, oh, it was just war games. I'm removing these troops to full scale invasion of Ukraine in less than two weeks. What the hell is happening here? And what's crazy is that, as you guys know, Citizen Free Press is where it all is at. This was back from. um, Oh, I don't know. What was this? October 21st, 2021, Alex Jones, ready? But we're looking at a giant war in February right now. Currently, that's the projections with the top people on the earth who claim they're not with uh, the New World Order Combine. Is war in February. And this is the type of time, like right before World War I, right before World War II, when everything kicks off. And I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, But currently... That is the trajectory we're on, and there is a consensus on that. So who did he talk to? I don't know. But there was another clip out there of somebody saying February 24th or February 22nd. Like, this was all preordained. And I posted a GIF or a meme in my Telegram room that was a a picture of COVID exiting the left door and war, a a missile, you know, entering the right. And that's basically what the world is, is undergoing right now. We had Trudeau in Canada suddenly rescind his emergency martial law declaration and stop all the stuff he was doing there. Who the hell knows what's happening right now? I really wish, I really wish that I could be in the know and understand all this better than I do right now, because I'm telling you, it's a, it's a mishmash and everybody's got a theory. So there's one theory out there that's really been picking up steam. And that theory is that everywhere that Putin has bombed so far, there is a bioweapons lab. And that really has taken on steam and people are really running with it. But part of me is like, okay, so fine, let's just pretend that that's the case. Okay, they're blowing up bioweapons facilities, right? Where are all the weapons that were inside of them? Like dangerous pathogenic viruses that are being d- dissected and whatever. You're going to just blow up these places or nearby them and then let that stuff out? 
that doesn't make much sense to me. So then someone was like, well, what happens if he went in and got them? And that's where I have a problem with theories that I don't have enough you know, information on. So I, I love theorizing and tossing ideas around, and I do it often about a lot of different things. Um, do I ever take them as my position until I can be sure about it? No, only because I would just be no better than some of these, you know, other places that peddle misinformation and disinformation at that point, honestly. Um, and I just, I just, I just can't settle on it. I just can't. So there's a lot of things going on. Why Ukraine? I mean, obviously Ukraine is a hotbed of deep state corruption and always has been until Zelensky took office, which I feel bad for this guy because I really don't think he understands, understood what he was getting himself involved in. And we saw that in his call with President Trump and how he handled it afterwards. And now, of course, the man that he basically had in his grips, for lack of a better word, is an, quote, ally, which I don't even know if we are an ally of Ukraine at this point. I don't know who's who, what's what. Whose side who's on? I don't know, because I do know that George Soros owns Ukraine. (laughs) And I do know that as we talked about on Friday, on Wednesday, they have a ridiculous amount of global resources right in their backyard. And I do know that there are innocent people dying right now. You know, what was going to happen? Were they going to release information? Does Russia want to release the information? Do they need to take a stranglehold on Ukraine to, you know, take out the, quote, new world order and bring back God, like some people are saying? You know, what's their real motivation with this? Are they trying to align with uh, China? Are, is China going to take over Taiwan now? Is, you know, is Iran going to get together with these folks and, and do some bad stuff? Is You know what I mean? Like the whole world is basically in chaos right now. And General Flynn released a statement yesterday that I thought was pretty good. And I'm, I think I'll just maybe I'll just read that statement right now. With He says this, with the price of oil pushing above $100 per barrel, the U.S. stock market opening with heavy losses, more global economic challenges looming, the real potential for significant loss of life and the international community in complete disarray with feeble attempts to condemn what was totally avoidable, we face the onset of another very grave and historic period of tension between competing ideologies and worse, the onset of World War III. The Invasion, quote, was totally avoidable. As one friend stated, President Biden and his failed foreign policy team set the table and sent the invitation and President Putin came and spoiled the dinner party. Clearly, there are fault lines on both sides. But for now, we must pray that those affected without an ability to decide their fate are able to survive this extraordinary period of world history unfolding for many unraveling on the world stage. Civilians and military forces will be killed, wounded, and displaced. Those are the real consequences of war. Pray that this conventional war is limited in scope, purpose, and intent. Yes, there were gross violations of previous agreements due to incompetence, arrogance, and ignorance that got us to this point. Beyond this, what happens next is anyone's guess but Putin and Z's, Taiwan, question mark. They just laid down a new world order marker. That said, it is doubtful that our U.S. administration will change its failed foreign policy, and instead they will make weak attempts to triple down on leveraging this extremely serious situation in Europe to continue to distract from problems here at home. Starting with shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and America's energy independence, while enabling Russia and Germany, read Europe, to reopen the Nord Stream Pipeline, has one has to wonder about the discussions in the Oval Office that came to these conclusions. Describing America as system... system systemically racist nation, the appointment of Marxists and other radical ideologues to positions of power, allowing millions to surge across our southern border, 
attempts to federalize and take over our election systems and processes, implementing racist CRT in our schools, our military, and across our government, all along raising the national debt ceiling in on $30 trillion, spending us towards extinction, all for left-wing causes. Let us not forget the Afghanistan disaster, the myriad of lies about COVID, a certain Biden-owned laptop, and a fraudulent presidential election that has have massive amounts of evidence coming out daily, all while China gets a pass. It is extremely difficult to trust this administration as they lie with a straight face to the American people daily. Anyone who questions their rotten foreign and domestic policies are called racist and demonized. We see the unleashing of the federal government on citizens who are simply exercising their constitutional rights, and the media covers all this incompetence, uh, incompetence sorry, with a fake smile due to their own deep levels of corruption. Our president rarely entertains questions or takes responsibility for his tone deafness and failures. The the White House ignored and laughed at Putin's legitimate security concerns and legitimate ethnic problems in Ukraine. And we have yet to hear from the president of the United States an explanation of U.S. national security interests. Instead, we continue to demonize Russia, similar to the fake Russia collusion hysteria we all now know was perpetrated against the Trump administration by elements of the Clinton campaign and the Obama administration. President Putin calculated this strategic, historic, and geographic play and made the decision to move, and he did. All that stated above, there will never be justification for this invasion or any other form of invasion. However, never forget that war results when diplomacy fails. May God watch over and protect those in harm's way, and may God continue to bless and protect the United States of America. Doesn't seem like, I mean, you can't argue with any bit of that. I can't anyway. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the problem. And you know what? We won't know. That's, that's another problem. Because, you know, the media is running with stories. I put this on Telegram the other day, too. The media is running with stories. And I said, that if you had any doubt in your mind, whether or not the media was trustworthy or, or working to bring information to the people, that has all been blown out of the water because they're If you would have looked on uh, Drudge Report yesterday, all you would have seen were like what Biden's next moves are. Biden gets cyber, um, cyber, uh, cyber plans that can take out Russian trains and Biden gets this and Biden gets that. You know, U.S. Intel predicted this, but Biden this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're basically using the media as a propaganda arm to try and telegraph to Russia. So the U.S. media and probably media all over the world is no longer a tool to bring information to the people living where that media is published. It is clearly and definitively with no questions asked, merely a propaganda tool for state actors. That's it. That's what it is. And so that's what we're dealing with here. Anything you read in the United States media or media over the, over the, over the seas or whatever, instead of reading it as, okay, that's good information to have, read it as a chessboard. And try and put yourself in a global, you know, uh, international policy mindset as you try to figure out where those pieces are moving all around the board, because it's not information for you. It's not. It's hyperbole. It's posturing. It's propaganda. And it's literally diplomacy, in quotes, being done via the state media, which would be the Washington Post, the New York Times, any really any any media outside of independent media, any media. And that's what I have on the foreign policy stuff right now. So I'm going to switch gears and we're going to talk about the truck convoy. Several truck convoys going on right now. Wendy Mahoney is is embedded with the people's convoy 
that left from um, California the other day and is going to the outskirts of D.C. It is not, I repeat, is not going into D.C. proper, um, meaning they're not going into actual Washington, D.C. and parking their trucks anywhere. They've not pulled permits for anything. This is the convoy that Uncover D.C. is covering. Wendy has been live streaming and sending video the entire time she's been on the road. Each day she's been with a different, um, each day she's been with a different trucker. So it's been really interesting. So we've got video of her filming the overpasses. She's been live streaming the convoy um, from the truck. The feed goes in and out sometimes, but you know what? This is kind of like an organic, natural thing we're doing here. It's not perfection. It's not like, quote, professional. It's her on the road with these truckers. And there has been a ton of misinformation and disinformation and floating around out there. And people have been saying, you know, oh, this is a, a big trap. This is going to be just like January 6th. What are you doing? The truckers should just stay home. And then there are people saying, no, they need to do this to show us solidarity. And because we won't take these mandates anymore and that we won't let this ever happen again. And we have to drop the vaccine mandates. And, you know, everybody's got their reasons. Um, there is a website for their convoy. It's called thepeoplesconvoy.org. There's all kinds of information there. They're releasing each day, what the routes are, how you sign up, how much money they've raised, um, what their declaration is, what their you know s- statement is. There have been a, several different convoys. There are four of them, actually. So it's important to keep them straight. Um, it is very well organized. It is very well managed. Um, it is you know everything that Wendy is reporting back from the scene. They have everything in a row. Their ducks are in a row. All the endpoints are set. Everybody, their security, they're working with local municipalities. The police have been helping them along their way. There have been fire departments on overpasses. I mean, it's been something. If you're not following along, any one of our social media channels, um, I'll, I'll put uh, the information in the in the show notes today for everybody, like where you can click to watch this stuff or follow along. If you're not following me on Telegram, just jump in there because it's all day long. I'm putting stuff in there. And something interesting happened, um, not yesterday, but the day before. They were headed through Arizona and they were setting up their next fuel stop. And it was going to be at Petro, a Petro station. It's a chain. And the scout who's in charge of saying, okay, well, we're going to be here at this time and this is what we're going to be doing and how we're going to organize it and, you know, letting them know to anticipate people radioed over the radio and said, we are not welcome here at this Petro. They do not want anything to do with us. They will refuse us fuel, food and any services that we need. So they had to alter their schedule. So I heard that Wendy confirmed it as a reporter we published, I said, breaking the chain of Petro gas stations. This one outside of Kingman, Arizona. Um, they told us, they told them it was the corporate decision, not a local decision. It says the entire corporate structure, as per the, as per the convoy, has denied all service, including gas, restrooms, food, to any truck or car involved with the convoy. Then I narrowed down on which one it is. And everybody out there started calling. And they changed their tune very fast, very, very fast. Um, what we were getting on the fly was that they changed their phone system so that the, the phones wouldn't go through. Uh, the phone calls wouldn't go through. It just said, thank you for calling goodbye because you guys took up, took up the phone and picked up the phones and did your thing because that's, you know, refusing service really. So they did that. Um, and then, and then people started coming in my chat telling me that I was spreading fake news, that it wasn't true, that it was a lie 
guys, I, I literally heard it with my own two ears over the radio. Like, no, there's no lies. There's no, there's none of that. So yesterday when Wendy was with trucker, uh, trucker Ron, Ron is always at the front of the convoy. So he had some more information about this. Um, and, and she shared it with everybody and I'd like to play it so that everybody can get the, uh, the full story of the uh, Petro debacle. All right, one more. <laughs> Take three. Petro. Dark time's a charm. <laughs> so leaving out of Andalanta, uh, Andalanta, um, we had gone into Barstow, and of course we went over to Interstate 40 and started heading towards the east. And we had some truckers that were reporting that on the CB that they had been to the Petro at exit 66 in Arizona and that there was individuals we don't know who we just know that individuals at the Petro stating that they were not going to in any way shape or form give service or render service excuse me to anyone that supported the convoy that in, that really angered me, and I had uh, asked my my ride along uh, yeah. media person to to see if there was any way that we could confirm whether this was a local management decision or whether this was a decision that had been passed down by corporate headquarters. Gotcha. And so the corporate headquarters was contacted with that exit 66 Petro and about an hour and a half later I started receiving text messages in all caps that corporate was getting involved with this it had nothing to do with them that that Petro is a franchisee not a corporate store and that it was going against their their contract for their franchising contract and that they were going to send some they were going to uh, have somebody investigate that and they would get back to us and then shortly after that I received another text message with all capital letters that said that corporate management had indeed made contact with that Petro and reminded them that they were under a contract and that there was no way the corporate entity, the corporate entity, would align themselves with such a decision of not servicing anyone. Right, and so if this was um, uh, exit 66, did you say? Exit 66. On 40? On I-40. Yeah, outside of uh, Kingman. And so then there was also a press release, which we need uh, Tracy to verify out there. So... officers are hung. She's out there waving and liking what she's seen. Police officers were on the side waving and jumping up and down for the truckers. So that's what the honking was. So there's the story of the Petro station. I posted on socials that they were just, you know, not allowing service. Um, sure, I guess a couple other people did as well. And then so many people reacted, calling corporate, calling that station so quickly to that 
that's what ended up happening. Now I've got people in my chat room telling me right now that the footage that I'm posting of Wendy in the truck filming the fire department on the overpass is fake news. Man, oh man. You know? Anyway, so Wendy's there live bringing you live footage of the convoy that you can watch with your own two eyes and make a decision about. (laughs) No good deed goes unpunished, guys, really. I've found people can be so ornery and so nasty. Some of the comments I get sometimes, I swear. But um, I wanted to also give a very special shout out to somebody and say hello to Sue, a woman who is very near and dear to my heart. So hello, Sue. Hello to you. I hope you're doing well. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I had a couple other things. I know this is a short, crazy show. Oh, we published an article yesterday. Um, I think it was yesterday. Michelle uh, Edwards wrote it for us. And so this is what I've been saying. This is what I've been saying. German insurer warns more vaccine side effects than previously known. A board member of German insurer BKK Provida recently had analyzed the data of millions of insured individuals of the BKK group. The results concluded that the number of COVID-19, quote, vaccine side effects is much higher than is being reported by the German federal agency and medical regulatory body. According to BKK board member Andreas Schofbeck, the new data is an alarm signal. He highlighted on Wednesday that the figures determined are significant and urgently need to be checked for plausibility. He added, the numbers that resulted from our analysis were far away from the publicly announced numbers. It would be ethically wrong not to talk about it. He remarked that Munich-based BKK Provida has been listening carefully since the case management of health insurance companies have been increasingly diagnosed with vaccine side effects. The German publication Welt reports that the joint data pool of all BKK health insurance funds was used according to the diagnosis codes T88, which is post-vaccination infection, sepsis post-vaccination, and then T88.1, other post-vaccination complications, skin rash post-vaccination, Y599, which is complications due to vaccines or biologically active substances, and U12.9, which is adverse reaction to the use of COVID vaccine, 19 vaccines. From the beginning of 2021 to the middle of the third quarter, 216,695 policyholders were treated for vaccine side effects. 7,665 cases of complications from other vaccines were excluded. The statistics did not include any multiple treatments of insured persons. They calculated one per patient. By comparison, Welt notes that up to the reporting date of December 31st, only um, 61.4 million vaccinated people with 244,576 adverse reaction reports triggered by COVID-19 vaccines. The data that they evaluated covers only 10.9 million policyholders and just seven and a half months, yet the vaccination campaign in Germany has been active for 14 months. He says this, quote, Our analysis shows that we're dealing with a clear underreporting. According to our calculations, we consider 400,000 visits to the doctor by our policyholders because of vaccination complications to be realistic to this day. Extrapolated to the total population, it's 3 million. He says, why, why is this happening? Why aren't people reporting? Now, it's interesting to me that they're using those codes because I can tell you now in the United States, they're probably not. They're probably not. They're probably putting it under autoimmune or, you know, some whatever else. Blood clots, stroke, 
they're not using vaccine injury codes or vaccine adverse event codes. But I'm saying this is happening in Germany now. These insurers are going to start to take notice. This is going to start to be a problem very, very soon. You're going to start to see this trickle into like, you know, the mainstream ether very, very soon. Explaining why this might be occurring, Schofbeck says, Doctors aren't paid to report side effects. And at the same time, this is very time consuming. It's simply impossible to report everything. It's this is I'll put this uh, in the show notes. It's a very well done article from uh, Michelle holding down the fort. And I've got like just absolute complete chaos going on in my house right now. So so the same reason that made me postpone the start of the show is going to make me end the show early. But you know what? Everyone out there has chaos in their life at some point. And I think the world right now is is ultimately very chaotic. Um, and I think we're all going through it. We just all are. And so thank you for allowing me uh, an extra half hour to take care of some stuff I need to take, take care of here. Super excited, guys. Next week, we will have Cash Patel on the show on Wednesday. He's all booked up for the Wednesday show. Super excited to talk to him. And um, you have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10.30, uh, sorry, 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back to see you on Monday.